workflows and projects. Again, thank you for clicking and listening. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey there, wrestling fans. Thanks for listening to our Fantasy College Wrestling Podcast. We really appreciate the support. Before we get started, I'd like to give a shout out to Audacity, a free and easy to use audio editor and recorder, as well as Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting service that will allow you to record straight from your computer, laptop, or phone. And Anchor also allows you to easily distribute your podcast to platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, to name a few. Anchor also gives you analytics to track how your podcast is doing and the ability to monetize your podcast as well. And lastly, I'd like to thank bensound.com, which is good where I got the morning, intro and good outro music or for good this podcast. Evening, when you're bensound.com this is, is a royalty-free music site with hundreds of songs to I'm use I'm your host, your Tony video. DeMarco. Thanks again on a short week. Uh, we're back with some fantasy advice, weekly opinions, things like that. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Todd Sheftick. Todd, how are you going doing? going on out there, our faithful 30 listeners? Yep. We're climbing. People are listening. Not many, but people are listening. Um we are currently recording this during the quarterfinals of the Southern uh, of Midlands, Midlands yeah. not Southern Scuffle. We're going to be talking about Southern Scuffle. Um, so if we do get distracted at points, that's probably why we're checking our phones, checking the TVs, things like that. Um, but we'll do a quick comment on just some things that we've seen so far going through the first couple rounds of, of Midlands and the first couple duels. Uh, on the two-day thing with uh, South Beach Duels that takes place today and tomorrow. Um, as you know, as we said before, the South Beach Duels, the uh, competitions that took place today will count for week nine. The competitions that take place tomorrow will count for week 10. So it's a little bit uh, tricky uh, setting up your lineups. Hopefully you listen to this in time to switch things out before uh, 9 a.m. tomorrow. But um, just some quick things to point on with South Beach duels. Um, all teams, from what it looked like, brought their full lineups. Nobody sat home. Nobody was ducking, as we'll get into with Midlands. Yes, they were so far <laughs> so, so like good at the, at the uh, South Beach duels, yeah, South and, Beach diet. And, I mean, it, good competition all around. I mean, there may not be, you know, Lehigh against Minnesota is a good matchup. Michigan State against Duke may not be good on paper, but there's individual matchups that look really nice. And the nice thing with South South Beach duels also is that, you know, you're definitely getting five matches. It's not a tournament where you can go, Oh, and two, your guy most likely will wrestle. Yeah. At least four times. Right. Uh, Four or five times. Right. Um, But one of the interesting things that we saw in the Lehigh Minnesota match was Brayden Lee. I think he was winning at the time. He may have been losing, um, yeah, DQ'd. He was DQ'd. It was something to the effect of he had some type of illegal move and, and worked it. He, he was uh, against uh, Hoffman, it was, from Lehigh. Jimmy um, Hoffman. Yeah, and he, he didn't look good coming off of the mat either, so I don't know if he's going to continue. They only Lehigh only had one match today, so um, hopefully he's he's okay. I mean, they have Karam in the, in the back if they need him, but hopefully he's okay. Um, sticking with Lehigh, because that was – really the, the high point of, of South Beach Tools today. Um, Cutler handed Skatska a loss pretty easily. It was like a 7-3 or something like that. Yeah, I, I think uh, Cutler's solidified himself as the third best wrestler at that weight. Yeah. I think that's exactly where he'll probably finish at Nationals this year, his third. Yeah, I mean, he could push Kemmer. I think he could push Mark Paul. Yeah. He's always kept know, the He doesn't have the uh, the uh, neutral for those guys, but you well, know, he'll be close. He's looked good this year. He's been playing yeah. up. Usually he's a, a decision maker, uh, but he's been de- 
bonusing more and more guys, better guys too. He kept it close with with Mark Hall. I think he can still keep it. He always keeps keeps his matches close with those top guys. Yeah. But, um, I think you're absolutely right. I think top three definite. I think he's in that tier, but I don't think he's so much in the upper yeah, part of that. Tier. I think he's sol- solidly in third in that weight, which is good because he'll be third at nationals and I chop off my right arm. Yeah. Third at <laughs> and I think he's, he's going to score major points for yeah. Lehigh too. It just stinks that Lehigh doesn't really have a team this year to yeah. contend for a trophy or, or something like that. Um, but Gable comes back into the Minnesota lineup also. Yes. And huge pickup. his match against Wood, he blanked him. He, he yep. majored him eight, nothing. Uh, I think took him down and rode him for the rest of the, the third period to get the added uh, uh, riding the time point. Yeah, yeah, got the major. Um, he looks good with Casser being up in the air. Nobody really – and Penn State being Penn State, they're going to be secretive about everything. Um, he Gable may be the guy to beat at this weight now. Yeah, I mean, even if Kassar is healthy, he still may be the guy to beat because – you know, he's right there with Kassar from last year. It was a couple of really close matches that mm-hmm. went Kassar's way. But, um, yeah, he's that good. He's one of the best heavyweights in the world. Now, if you're one of those people that don't like uh, the DeSanto, DeSantix, things like that, I think Gable's right up there in the same kind of – Yeah, he's, he's, tier with that. he's on the edge of being a dirty wrestler. If he's, if he's the guy you like to root against, um, I guess you're hoping for Mason Paris to be that guy that – jump levels I, he's looked like it so yeah. far we'll see him at at skull or no he won't be at skull no they're, they're not at anything until the rest in oregon weeks, state next yeah. week um but south beach duels there's still a few more uh duels tomorrow that'll take place again that will count for week 10 we'll get into that with our outlook for week 10 um going to midlands a couple bracket reactions uh they came out around midnight last night and at first Devin Schroeder was at 125. He was listed as the third seed this morning, I guess after weigh-ins or something. He wasn't in the bracket anymore, so I don't know what happened there. I haven't gotten any word on on what happened, if it was a weight thing, if it was a skin thing, or, yeah. or what. I don't see him as being a guy that, that kind of flakes from competition. Yeah, I think maybe you're right with the skin thing, which usually what, it happens in the, those kind of things. Especially this year. We've had like three yeah. or four skin issues with, with uh, good competition not being able to take place, I, I think most notably of the Oklahoma State Lehigh match. Yeah. Um, but two, well, three technically huge absences from the brackets. One, no Jack Mueller. I, I don't know if that was kind of anticipated or not. He said he was going to Fort Worth for senior nationals. He never showed up. So maybe he injured himself at CKLV. Maybe he doesn't want to aggravate or something like that. That's yeah. fine with me. I'm okay with him missing. Yeah, it's a tough bracket, and if he's not 100%, then, you know, I could see not going to Midlands. Right. But more notably, no Michael Kemmer at 174 and no Ryan Deacon at 157. Yeah. I don't I, I don't know the Kemmer situation. Maybe he's sick. Maybe he's injured. I'm speculating. I don't know anything about it. Kind of odd being that they sent – Literally, their entire team. They sent yeah. Gavin Teasdale at 133. Yeah, they too. sent their A and B team to right. this tournament. And so. Kemmer's not there. So that's. I'm hoping it's not injury because, you know, he he's, has been injured in the past. So I'm hoping it's not an injury. Maybe it's Kemmer. precaution about like a two day weigh in or something, which still, I, I mean, he's up two weights from where he was. Yeah, two I don't think it's a weight ago, thing. So. I think it might be a, an injury or maybe uh, sick because it's that time of year. Yeah. Flu's going around. Hopefully it's nothing. But. I don't think there's any excuse for Ryan Deacon 
Uh, this is the 57th Midlands. It's hosted by Northwestern. He's a Northwestern guy. He's the number one guy in the country. He easily would have been the number one seed, being the number one guy in the country. And their biggest competition was probably going to be Deacon, or I'm, I'm sorry, Deacon's biggest competition was going to be Caleb Young, who's probably going to be two or th- he was going to be the third seed because Quincy Monday would have been the second yeah. seed. Quincy Monday is already out of the tournament, and Caleb Young uh, had a couple scares yeah. in his first two matches. I mean, that this is absolutely a duck, right? No, I mean, you don't know for certain. Maybe he did get dinged up or something right before this tournament, or maybe he is sick. But, um, yeah, it, it's getting sketchy, and it's, it's it's a shame for wrestling fans that this keeps happening. Because you know people pay good money to come watch these guys wrestle, and and when they don't when they don't wrestle, it's it's just the, it's the fans that really lose out. But it's it's Northwestern's tournament. Too. Yeah, it's I, not. I, yeah, it's not something I, like it's Cleveland like them, State. You open. would like that, you know. You would like the, the coaches to be more open about what's going on and be like, hey, he's sick, or you know, he, yeah. he got hurt. Like you know, practice on Friday, he got hurt. But hopefully, and you know, something get some information out of the coaches. Hopefully, the scuffles run a little bit better because leading up to this, we didn't know what the competition schedule is going to be for South Beach duels until maybe a day or two ago. Yeah. And they were coming out with the contenders list for Midlands starting, I think on Friday and they had Tanner Sloan listed at 197. He's in, in South Beach. So I don't even know why they had his name on it. They were listing Deacon. They were listing Kemmer. They were listing all these other people. So if the people organizing the actual tournament, putting out the press releases and stuff like that, don't even know the people going to their tournament, who can you look to to actually get factual information? Yeah. You know, um, it's a little annoying, especially from our perspective, from a fantasy wrestling perspective, because knowing that information up front is good to set your lineups. And two, because WrestleStat locks their uh, locks their guys in, I think, around 9 a.m. I, I need to clarify that with, with the guys at WrestleStat. But I, I believe for Pickums, it's, it's 9 a.m. So I'm assuming for – Add drops and roster changes. It's nine a.m. too. So, I mean, it, it's just a little disappointing. Deacon being the top guy, not being at a tournament that he probably easily would have won. Yeah, and um, like you said, for fantasy purposes, it's a guy that you're definitely starting if you have him in your lineup. I started him into a mile exactly, and then he doesn't wrestle, and it's you're thirty points down going into your fantasy week, right? Because you're not going to not start him. But if the coaches said ahead of time, hey he's not going to wrestle, he got hurt, or he's sick, or whatever, then you at least know to put somebody else in. Because, again, why? what benefit is there that you don't come out two days before and say he's not wrestling in this tournament? Yeah. There's 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 no downside to it other than people get disappointed two days before and then maybe have time to cope with it yeah. by the time the tournament actually runs around. Um, but, but I, I mean, it also goes back to what you and I have spoken about before, which is about doing something with prestige points – for, for seeding purposes, for yeah. things like, you know, nationals, because if you're not there and other guys are, then other guys should get points. You know, there should be prestige points for placing at the Midlands. And well, then you go into seeding and say, hey, my guy won the Midlands. He gets 30 prestige points for seeding at nationals. Right. And going off on a tangent with, with seeding, last night when the brackets came out, I was surprised how many seeds that it looked like to me. And I'm not just because I, I'm not the biggest fan of Iowa, but Iowa seemed to have been gifted some seeds. Yeah, Murin was at was in, is the number one seed, which I guess is technically right. But Tristan Moran has way more matches. 
Josh Heil has way more matches, and they face better competition. Yeah. Now, Marin beat Tristan Moran, but I was only wrestled four matches. Yeah, and other guys have like more than four matches. Maybe Vince Turk, but he's not even a starter because he's been at opens. One eighty four. Nelson Brands gets the number two seed. Yeah, he's only wrestled three matches, and he's he's three and one or two and one or something. Um, at fifty seven, Caleb Young got the second seed. I guess that's all right because Deacon's not there. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that one. It's only well, Kendall Coleman's wrestled sketchy. like. 13 matches or something yeah. like that. And they've all faced better competition. And at heavyweight, you have Cassiope with the top seed who did beat Hilger, but then again, Stencil has, has beaten everybody except for Mason Paris, who's not at this tournament. Right. So, so what, and I, I know what people are probably saying there. Oh, well look at last, you have to look at last year's results, his history and things like that. Well then how's Nelson Brands get the number two seed? He didn't beat anyone ranked last year Yeah, in his redshirt year. So you can't point and say, Oh, well, he may be only two and one and he beat Sammy Colbert, who was probably a, a round of 16 guy ranked at the time um, and say, Oh, well he beat this guy, this guy, and this guy last year. He didn't, he didn't yeah. face any of that top quality competition that you can point back to. So it, it kind of goes back to the importance of a regular season. You know, do you, do you think a guy who's four and oh, Deserves to be over a guy who's fifteen and one. Yeah, only if the guy that's four and zero beat the guy that's fifteen and one, and that's that guy's only loss. But if there's if, if they, they wrestle each other, then yeah, I think the guy that's fifteen and one should get the, the higher seed. The, the year that you're wrestling in should take precedence over any past history. The yeah, past history I, should only I come agree. into if there's a tiebreaker. It shouldn't be a, a criteria for this year's tournament. Yeah, and and you see that a lot of times at the NCAA's are the guys like five and zero. You know, they don't give him the one seed. You know, he gets, you know, the 12th seed or something because right. they're like, hey, it's this year. You know, that's they, what we really count. They still finagle year. it a little bit to they make do, sure that per- but, certain people are on the other side yeah. of the bracket. But, you know, I mean, you don't want a guy that's 5 and 0 that's a returning national champ to like not go seeded and, and then, you know, be a bracket buster. Yeah. So there's a little bit of common sense in there. But still, there are instances in the past where somebody's missed a significant amount of time and they don't automatically get a top three seed just because they're. They, what they did last year, you know, they, they do factor in this current year, yeah. which is smart. But at the same time, you don't want to like give the, the returning national champ or returning all American, the last seat in the, in the bracket either. And then kind of screws the one seat. Yeah. But so I, I got think a little like bit a, of common sense that you can throw in there. Too. Like a prestige point kind of thing would, I think go a long way with you show up, you wrestle, you get the points yeah. and you face the higher quality competition you may lose, but you still get points for facing that well, tougher and we've, competition. And we've seen this now already working at the world level where freestyle now is doing prestige points. With some ranking of the series it's a ranking stuff. series, right, to get at least the top four guys get a seed now. Right. And it's based on that year's uh, tournaments. There's a certain number of tournaments that give you points. And then you get, depending on how you do those, those tournaments, you get points towards seeding for uh, worlds. Yeah. And I think the same thing could easily be used for NCAAs for – you know, you know, tournaments like the Scuffle, the Cliff Keen, mm-hmm. the uh, Midlands, you know, big tournaments like that, that you get you get seating, you get prestige points, you know, yeah. for what you place. And, and that'd be an incentive for people to want to wrestle in it. I don't agree with everything that the international freestyle UWW kind of does and everything, but having some type of ranking series, some type of bonus points to actually competing is nice. Something yeah. that gives you an incentive to actually wrestle and and hurts those that don't wrestle. Yeah, wrestlers are supposed to wrestle. That's the point of the sport. There needs to be an importance on the the regular season because even on the forum, 
when I was talking about the brackets I came out, um, someone on there, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on your, your name. I think it was Red Blades or something. I think he's a Cornell guy. Yeah, I, I know Red Blades. Um, he was saying it's all preseason anyway. March is the only thing that matters. Well, it, it shouldn't. You know, there's yeah. a regular season that needs to be take that needs to take place. You can't just have the Patriots into the the playoffs just because they're the Patriots. Well, I mean, if if that's the case, if the regular season doesn't matter, then just have the NCAA tournament, just do away with the rest of the season. I mean, that that's what you're, you're asking for one tournament, and that's it. You, right. You don't yeah. want to see the dual meets and the, the t- other tournaments, and you know all the intrigue. Right. You know, there's a reason why it's not just the NCAA tournament. And that's more of like an international thing, which I don't like. International, they only compete like four times a year unless it's world – except for the world tournament or Olympics or something like that. And I don't want to see that. I want to see a full season. Yeah, and people like dual meets. So – you and people, I think, are getting sick of going to dual meets and having – guys duck each other and not wrestle in dual meets. And, you know, dual meets decided by backups and forfeits and – you know, it's bad for the sport. Right. You know, without fans, there is no wrestling. So let's get it going, guys. Let's get on the mats and wrestle. I mean, and and with the what the strides that I think wrestling has made to get viewership. I mean, this is you, Yeah, it's more watched now than it's ever been in its history. You can literally watch a Cal Poly match from Philadelphia, or you can watch a tournament that you could only read about you know, yeah, and, on, I mean, on the on the intermat. And I've I followed this this sport since I was a baby and uh the wrestling was never on television there were never any dual meets on television ever and now we have wrestling on espn we have big, big 10 network you know fox like you said you have flow wrestling i mean it's out there and yeah and the ncaa tournament was never ever broadcast live i mean just until you know several years ago it was tape delayed mm-hmm. and it was shown on espn 2 at like three in the morning yeah um and now it's live we're getting what almost like two million viewers last year yeah. for, I mean, for they, nationals i mean they've already sold what like fifty thousand tickets yeah at least for nationals this year now how that's gonna work and they're out. showing that's... every round now too like it used to be just the finals now you know they have the quarterfinals you have all eight mats. yeah it's, i mean it's great and and, and so and, and and dual meets on tv is great for the sport but we need people to wrestle so these guys that like oh he's a little dinged up we'll just sit him out for a couple of months i mean it's it's bad for the sport yeah but enough about that. Let's get into week 10 and the week 10 outlook. Now there's a couple tournaments, most notably the Southern scuffle, uh, which will be taking place on the first, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's also the F and M open. That's going to be on Saturday. Now this is just kind of a weird week because week nine kind of bleeds into week 10, but there is obviously that cutoff. So um, you got to make your, choice hopefully you've already looked ahead and you've already made those roster changes that you can but if not that's why you're listening to us and trying to get some ideas for later on uh, in the week but there's a few good dual meets going on um other than the southern scuffle obviously you're probably if you have those good guys you're probably going to get the most points out of uh the southern scuffle or even the fnm open i think fnm open has a few uh d1 teams going um there's probably going to be it's probably like the shorty Hitchcock where a lot of D three D two teams also send guys. So it's kind of hit or miss with yeah. it, but you know, duels or uh, matches are matches. So it's, it's really going to be a, a roll of the dice with how the bracket shakes out at the FNM open. But um, you want to go weight by weight here. Or you want to just do. Yeah. Scuffle just, or, do some weight by weights. All right. So with one twenty five, um, looking at just some of the dual meets here, um, Pat McKee, 
is going to still be at the Southern Scuffle. Um, he's going against Duke and Cornell. He had a good day today uh, going against uh, – he beat Cardinale from Old Dominion, but then he got kind of trashed by uh, Brendan Patel. Yeah, Patel really hammered him. Yeah, and who is another guy who I have because they're going against Duke also and Missouri. Um, Dak Punky, I, I don't think, stands a chance. No, I think this is two more bonus points wins from Patel. Yeah, they only had one – uh, duel today, Lehigh, but it was a tech for Patesel. So I expect bonus points from both of those, at least eight points, I would think, for, against Missouri and against Duke. So Brandon Patesel, I, I feel, is a very good pickup this week. Pat McKee, I think, is good. Drew Hildebrandt's going on right now in, in the uh, uh, Midlands. I think he's in the, the quarterfinals. Yeah. Um, but he has uh, Virginia Tech and Northern Illinois. I think that's a little bit of a risky pick because he's going to be facing um, – Joey Prada. Yeah. I think he can beat Prada, but that is not more of a 60-40 kind of. Yeah. And it's also coming right off of wrestling the Midlands. Does he wrestle both duels? He might right. you know, sit for, you know, just for load purposes. Right. Because I, I don't think, I don't know if they would beat Virginia Tech, but you would think that, I don't know, they're, they're going to be home against Virginia Tech. You'd probably want to put your best guys out, but. You never know. Keep yeah. an eye out for those press releases. Um, also, wrestling is going to be um, Jacob Schwarm against Utah Valley. He's usually known for pinning. He's usually a, a bonus point guy. He's not having a great Midlands right now. Yeah. Um, but definitely a guy that if you're if you're looking for somebody to put stick in that you don't. You don't have one of those top tier guys like Nick Piccini or even Jacob Camacho or something like that. Jacob Schwarm is definitely a guy. He's only got one dual meet, but um, definitely uh, should win. Winnable should dual winnable dual meet and bonus point. Yeah, probably um, deeper diving. I mean, just some guys from from the scuffle, really. And speaking of the scuffle, I mean Nick Piccinini is probably going to be your top seed. Yeah, and not really that deep of a field for him. I, I expect him to maybe even bonus his way through most of the tournament. Yeah, the, I mean, the next couple guys is Alex Mackle, who I think he can beat. Yeah. And then you got Luke Warner, if he wrestles. I mean, Lockhaven's been putting out uh, Maloney at yeah. 25 for some reason. I don't know why it's really frustrating because I have Luke Warner on, on a couple of my teams. Um, and then jo Jacob Camacho. Other than that, you have Nick Aguilar from, from Rutgers. Who's looked good, but Rutgers really hasn't wrestled much. Yeah, they haven't wrestled hardly at all. And Fabian Gutierrez, is, who's up and down. Yeah, I, um, I expect Pitch to almost bonus his way through this tournament. Um, maybe in the finals, if he has um, Mackle in the finals, maybe he doesn't bonus Mackle, but I think he even bonuses Mackle. Yeah. So if we're, but obviously, if you have Pitch and Nini, you're starting him anyway. If so. we're doing picks, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we both say Pitch is going to win us. Yeah, I'm going to – that's a – deep dive but i'm gonna say pitching he probably wins the now who do you scuffle. think he faces because i i think alex mackle probably will be the two seed um jacob camacho might be the third seed yeah i, I go with mackle okay. to make the the finals opposite um pitch yeah i think that's that's probably that's probably what i have too yeah mackle getting second i, I like mackle I've, i liked them at the end of last year yeah and Iowa State's wrestling really well they got you know their coaching staff changed that really helped their program they're wrestling really really well yeah um so i, I mean there's other guys that can make some noise for you in, in the season court and we'll just say this kind of blanket to start off fnm open like we said 
not really sure who's going right now. I I know that it's listed that Campbell is actually going to be there, and that's that's on Saturday the fourth, I believe. Um, so you can look. I saw that their starters are listed, so most likely they're going to be sending their starters. Colette's not one for uh, putting something on a schedule, not sending guys to yeah. it. So that's all we'll say about F and M open for for this podcast at least. Um, moving to thirty three. Top guy at Southern Scuffle is going to be Mickey Phillippe. Yeah. I don't see who else. I mean, this this is a big kind of drop But he's kept things close. He wins things by he, his decision. He's not a bonus point guy, but he's obviously a guy, if he's your starter, you're going with him for the scuffle. Right. Now, um, you know, he should win it. So even if he doesn't bonus, he's still going to get you 20-some points. Right. Now, I mean, he's got a 30% bonus rate right now. He's 10-0. and 0. He's faced some good guys. He, he's beaten uh, Noah Gonzer, Quinn Kinner. Um, King Sandoval, who I, I don't think gets enough respect at, at Maryland. He kept things very close. Yeah, and he won Philippine. overtime against Piotrowski. So. Yeah, Piotrowski up a weight is looking good, too. Yeah. He's having a good Midlands right now. Um, yeah, I like I like um, Mickey to win it. Um, not a bonus point guy. He might maybe bonus the first two rounds of right. a scuffle and then decisions, but he's still going to get you a lot of points, so you're, you're obviously starting if you have them. And um, – it's not a very deep weight at, at the scuffle this year. So he, he should not really have any trouble making the final. Yeah. I mean, his next couple uh, guys that like the tier below him, um, a guy, a freshman that's really come onto the scene, Moshe Schwartz from Northern Colorado. He's 12 and two so far with a 50% bonus rate. He lost to Ridge Lovett and Montori Bridges. He's beaten everybody else. Yeah. In his and face. Bridges was close too. Yeah. He kept it close with Bridges. I, I actually like, most just, I like what Northern Colorado has. They're, yeah. they're putting together a pretty Troy nice Nickerson, team. Troy Nickerson, man. Great, great wrestler, great coach. And another guy who's going to be there is usually a very big bonus point. He hasn't wrestled a lot this year. Uh, bonus point getter Cameron Sakura. Sakura, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's been, I think he's been injured because he's been off the mat for most of the year. I mean, he texts people. That's, yeah. that's what he does. But uh, I don't know if – I'm assuming he's going to wrestle here, but, you know, I've said – I assume to several wrestlers at different tournaments. I assume Deacon was going to be at this tournament at Midlands and he was not at, at Midlands, but I mean, there's a steep drop off after Philippi with Schwartz, Sakura, uh, Sammy Alvarez, the yeah, Rutgers, DJ uh, Feldman and Woodcraft. Yeah. Even Zach Trampe. I, I think that's a deep dive kind of guy. Yeah. If you're looking for somebody, definitely uh, Trampe would be a good pickup. I mean, I, I think he might even be Cody a, Russell from yeah. Appalachian state. I think, I think Trampe might place it at this golf. I think so. I, he's definitely been putting together a good year um, for Binghamton. I mean, I think he's ranked third, depending on your ranking service that you use somewhere in like 13th, yeah. 15th, something like that. Blood round guy. Um, but he's six and zero right now on the season. He hasn't really faced anyone of, of note. He beat Jared Trombley from North uh, NC State, but that was kind of the backup, I think. Yeah. Uh, situation, but um, other guys that are at one thirty three that have dual meets. Montori Bridges actually, they're going to finish up their other two duels uh, with the South Beach duels, and that's going to be Old Dominion and Michigan State. So thirty three, I think is good for him there. But then they also go to the army duels. Yeah. And they get three duels there. So for week 10, there's going to be five duels. Yeah. So good pickup if you, if you have them, cause he's going to wrestle five times. Yeah. And I think of all the Wyoming guys, I think I only have Montori bridges listed because I think his matchup is perfect with all those. I mean, the hardest one is probably going to be North Carolina, um, where he's going against 
is it Melendez? Oh, right, right. Melendez? Jamie Hernandez. Jamie Hernandez. Yeah. Um, Melendez is the uh, twenty. And what about an American? Isn't um, that's where uh, Gage Curry is. Gage Curry is one twenty-five. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So he has. He'll have Jamie Hernandez probably the stiffest competition. Yeah. So I I think he's good. If you're looking for deeper guys, like I said, DJ Feldman's going to be there. Cody Russell, Sammy Alvarez is going to be at the scuffle. Um, J- Josh Moore, uh, can't talk today. Josh Mason from Bloomsburg is going to be wrestling, uh, home against Long Island. And then at Hofstra, that's a pretty good matchup for him. Um, he's been kind of having a, uh, I don't want to say sneaky good year. Uh, he's been having an okay year. Let me just bring him up real quick. Cause I don't have his stuff in front of me. Um, let me see here. Josh Mason, he's 9-5 on the season with over 55% bonus rate so far. I mean, he's lost to King Sandoval. He's lost to DJ Feldman. He's lost to Brock Bergen from uh, Central Michigan and uh, Brennan Loperfito from Lockhaven. So he's had some questionable losses, but I think given that the competition that he's going to be facing in Week 10 is on the lower side, unfortunately, for those guys, I think he comes away with bonus points. Yeah. So, and then, like we're saying, Todd Small from Iowa State, who's in place for Austin Gomez this year, still out with a concussion. Not sure if he's going to be taking off this year. Yeah. Most likely, I think he's going to. And so, if we're making our picks for Southern Scuffle after reviewing all of that, um, we had some technical difficulties. Um, who do you think is taking 133? Uh, I'll take Mickey Phillippe. Um He's I, just so hard probably. to score on. Yeah, I mean, when you wrestle like Jason Sertis and you're a one takedown match every time, eventually it's going to bite you. But I think, like you were saying, the kind of drop off with talent is such that Philippi probably takes us easily. Yeah, it's not the deepest uh, weight class for the scuffle. So I think um, I think Mickey's pretty safe to punch his ticket. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think on the other side, I think Moshe Schwartz will be on the other side definitely. So I'm going to say he takes second. Uh, who do you think is going to be on the opposite side? Um, I'll take Sammy Alvarez from Rutgers. That's not not a bad pick. It really depends on who's going to be there. We don't know how the brackets are going to – who's going even. Yeah. Um, but I, I like that pick. They haven't wrestled much, so you, there's a small sample size with Alvarez, but he definitely has the talent. Yeah. Is he a true freshman? I don't you know, actually. I'm not sure about um, if he's a redshirt or a true Either way, so I think it tells me he's a redshirt freshman, but maybe I'm wrong. No, he's true. Oh, true freshman. There you go. He's ten and four on the season. So, hey, you know, this year you're you're kind of punting if you're Rutgers with uh, having Nick Suriano take his Olympic redshirt. Why not throw him out there yeah. see how, how he does? Um, so one forty one gets kind of interesting here with the Southern Scuffle, Real Woods and yeah. Stanford sending their guys. So. Real Woods, Tariq Wilson is hopefully having a better tournament than he did with CKLV. Yeah. Um, Shoop will be there. This isn't the Shoop that we had last year, um, but he's still always dangerous with with his techs and his top game, you know. And Josh Heil will be at the FNM Open, as, as we had talked about before with, with Campbell. Um, looking at some other kind of deep guys in Southern Scuffle, Evan Cheek's going to be there. Yeah, I think he's so far put together. He's a having a great year, pretty good fantasy year, especially Ian Parker at the Southern Scuffle. I think in some of my leagues that I'm at, Ian Parker's still available. Yeah, at 41. I mean, he beat back when Gomez was healthy and they were having wrestle offs because Gomez was too fat. 
he was beating Gomez. Yeah. I I like the way Ian Parker wrestles too. And and Caden Gefeller is a risky pick. He's a question mark. Yeah, at, at this point of the season, you know, if I think if Caden if he's not if he does not go for the scuffle, I think he's shut down for the year. I think so. And I think John Smith alluded to that also that um if he isn't able to go at, at the scuffle, then Gefeller's probably gonna be they're gonna try to get a medical yeah. for him and K Brock will be back. Yeah, they, so, they said that for sure. So I don't know how you recover from an ACL tear in about two months or three months, however long it's been. But hey, they got the doctors down there in Stillwater. So. Yeah, they got the magic water down there. Yeah, uh, some guys with uh, duels this week: Sidarian Perry again from the South Beach Duels. He's going to be facing Wyoming and South Dakota State. Neither of those guys really uh, worry me too much when it comes to Perry one winning, but also bonusing i think he bonuses at least one of them he'll probably have a letdown match or something where he only wins five to four five to three something like that um jojo aragona will also be at the southern scuffle yeah too that's a pretty good uh another ruckers i think true freshman he is a true freshman yeah. i know that for sure um cole matthews and alex madrigal will also be at the southern scuffle so this is a very 141 is a very southern scuffle heavy yeah kind of week um for this i mean you still have Mitch McKee, who's at, at South Beach. Grant Leith, people probably still have him. I don't know. I mean, he's ranked 10th. He just lost to Sedarian Perry. Not that that's a, a terrible loss, but yeah. I, you would think that Leith is a, is a step above those guys, but he's not putting them away like like he should. And Dom Demas only has one match uh, at Ohio, but he didn't go to Midlands, so I'm not sure. Yeah, That was another notable Miss too, but yeah. there were a few man. I don't think Mantanona's in there. Jake Woodley's not there. It's almost like they sent their B team. Yeah, it, it seems like they didn't send their varsity guys for this tournament, which so, is strange to send a B team to a, the Midlands, but whatever. Right. It is what it is. Um, so 141 at the Southern Scuffle. Who do you have? I think you picked last last time. I'm gonna say Real Woods wins it. I think he walks away. I think this is. Just like how Mason Paris at CKLV, that was his coming out party. I think this is real Woods because I I, th- I think people still know he has the talent, but they don't think that he's really a contender. Yeah, I think this is the match. Uh, this is the week that he yeah. kind of puts everyone it's, on blast. It's ironic that you say that because his coming out was last year, redshirting at the scuffle where he almost beat did, Lee. Did he um, beat? No, he didn't. He, beat he lost, but it was close. Right. Um, and I, you know, impressed me and he was on red shirt last year, this year, obviously he's off red shirt. Um, but I, I'm going to take Tariq Wilson. Um, he's, I'm just hoping that I'm thinking he rebounds from a pretty bad, uh, CKLV, um, still a good wrestler. Yeah. I don't know what happened to Cliff Keen, if that was an anomaly or if he's just not right or if he's just not I mean, handling the new weight. But I, 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 I say he got good. caught, but he kept his head too close to his knee and, you know, Chad Red is two-time yeah. AA, he knows what to do when yep. that situation arises. So I think it was just kind of a brain fart yeah. for Tariq Wilson. I have he both he those lost guys. another one, too, didn't he, on the wrestle bag? Yeah, he did. He lost to Blockus, yeah. I think, from you and I. So um, I'm going to take Tariq to, to rebound and, and win the scuffle. All right. And who do you have in the finals with him? I'll take Rial Woods. Woods. I think they get cross-bracketed. I, I like those two to meet in the finals. All right. And I think it's going to be shoot. I think Shoop is going to be on the opposite side. I think he is starting to pick up momentum and try to get back to where he was before. I He might see Wilson. He might not. Wilson might lose. He, like I said, didn't have a great CKLB. Maybe he's still not right. I don't know. Uh, but I'll say that Shoop goes second. 
So uh, moving on to 149, uh, some of the guys with duels this week, uh, we had mentioned the Army duels. Uh, Austin O'Connor is going to have three matches against American, Wyoming, and Army. Yeah. The way he's been wrestling at Midlands today, just he's one of those guys that you drafted high, you're definitely going to start him. Yeah, if you have him, you're starting him, and that's probably going to be pin, pin, pin in those three matches. I mean, I think I think right now he's ten and zero, eleven and zero, and all he's one hundred percent bonus. Right? Yeah, he's re- he's having a, an outstanding return to, to the mat since yeah. his injury. Max Thompson, you and I is facing Utah. They're home against Utah Valley. Max Thompson's up and and down. He's still alive in Midlands, as far as we know. Um, he's not the biggest bonus point getter but if you're looking for somebody he's probably taken in your league yeah. but he's de- i think he's a definite star for you against utah valley um and some other guys that are wrestling that maybe a deep dive that you're looking for just to round out reese heller from hofstra is having a great year he's almost i think at like 60 percent bonus rate uh he didn't wrestle in the last uh tournament i believe but um because i have him on my team i didn't see anything but um the Southern Scuffle, pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, they have – Oklahoma State is there. Iowa State is there. And that's going to be a big back and forth, both those teams. So Jared Deegan and Bulu Allen are both going to be there. I don't know who gets the one seed out of that. Maybe Boo. Yeah. I think but, this one, two, either way, they're going to be on other sides of the bracket. Yeah. Now I had oh. – Canaan store listed. I'm not sure why I had Canaan store listed for Southern scuffle, but that's some news that came out that he's coming out of Olympic red shirt and he's going to be competing for he's uh, at the Midlands Michigan. right now. He's at the Midlands yeah. right now. He, he had a tough loss against uh, Vince Turk. I didn't like that matchup when I saw the bracket, but um, he's coming back. He's going to be at 149. He's probably available because he was on Olympic red shirt. So probably nobody had him. I know I picked him up in our own personal league. Um, Andrew Alvarez and Requeer Vandermeer are going to be at Southern Scuffle. If Alvarez is healthy, I like him to win it. I no. I, I think he he beats everyone in the field. I, I I'm going to jump ahead. I'm going to say that Andrew Alvarez wins this. Okay, it's a bold pick. Yeah, and I mean Brayton Lee. Hopefully, he doesn't get DQ'd again. He's at the South Beach duels. He'll have two more duels. On slate against Cornell, the 149 Cornell guy. I, I don't even know his name. Yeah, they've been going with different people. Yeah, so. I mean, they're, they're shifting weights. Darmstadt's yeah. now at 97. Um, I think they're putting Santoro up at 57, which doesn't make sense because I thought Colton Yapujan was was doing fine at 57 yeah. himself. I, I think I actually had Yapujan um, listed in this. Um, so who knows if they yeah. come back to him or, or not. But who do you got at, at Southern Scuffle? I got, um, I'll take uh, Boo Llewellyn to All win right. it. From Oklahoma State. I don't hate that pick. He, a healthy Bulu Allen is a dangerous Bulu. Yeah. I think, um, and again, I don't know where Andrew Ellers is going to be placed in the bracket, being that he's my my pick for this, but um, I'm going to say he sees Deegan okay. on the other side. And just a, a note, too, kind of going back to uh, South Beach Tools, I have Brock Mahler listed as a guy to um, – look for because they're they still have two more duels at at south beach he actually got beat earlier today by um jensen 
Jensen, yeah, Jensen, Jensen of uh, Wyoming. It was kind of controversial in a way. There were swipes for two points for Brock Mahler, and they reviewed it. They, you know, uh, Wyoming threw the brick. They reviewed it. They took it back. Yeah, it sucks, but. You know, I think at the, at the end of the match, if you go back and watch it after he shakes hand with J- Jensen, he kind of like waves, you know, like shoe motion kind of to the uh, to branch and, and the Wyoming bench. Like eh, it was lucky. Something yeah. like that. He, he won't drop too far in the rankings. But um, who do you have taking second? Um, Yeah, I'll take. Uh, oh, boy. I'll take Deegan in second. I'll have Deegan and Llewellyn in the finals. I think they'll be cross-bracketed. I think so, too. I mean, and, and like I said, this is just kind of a big drop-off uh, compared to the, the upper echelon guys that are there. You're going to have John Milner, who's been having a great year. Russell Rolfing from CSU Bakersfield, who's also been having a good year. Um, I think uh, um, John Milner from – Appalachian State. I think he only has two losses on the year. Yeah, he's fourteen and two. Um, so I mean, he's wrestled a lot of matches. He's beaten a lot of good guys. He's lost the Den Spencer and Tyler Brennan. Uh, lost the Tyler Brennan of, of Little Rock, but I think he's a deep dive kind of guy yeah. that you can look for. Um, One fifty-seven. This is going to be a very interesting way. Oh, now here we go. Yeah, we're gonna, getting spicy. Hayden Hidley is going to be your top seed. David Carr is going to be your number two seed. Yeah. Jesse Delavec is probably going to be third. I don't think there's really anyone else that's going to be well because Pittsburgh's there, Appalachian State's there, so Talib Rahmani and, and Matthew Zovostowski are there. I don't think those guys have a a record or past history that's going to be more than Delavecchia, so I think Delavecchia probably gets the third seed yeah. there from Ryder. Um, other guys that are going to be there who I think can make some noise, Alex Clucker. And, and I, I don't say George Mason guys often, like I said, I I poo pooed them at at the Patriot duels and everything. And they ended up doing real well. Colby Ho from George Mason has been having a great year too. He's one of those guys. He might, he'll probably be seated at some somewhere, but a low seed um, or high seed, however you equate worse seed. Um, He's a guy who can definitely be a bracket buster. And he has a decent bonus rate this year, too. Um, there's not a lot of guys really wrestling in, in regular dual meets. There's Luke Wheeland. That's a risky pick because some of his, his matches, he's going against um, uh, North Carolina. There, He's going against AC Headley there. Yeah. So that's a potential loss. If you're only wrestling three matches and you lose one, you're in the hole already. Right. You know, so I think he's more of a risky pick. I think he's on the, the better side of being a risky pick, but... Um, from this, I think, I think Hidley doesn't duck like Deacon. I think Hidley probably wins this. Um, but I'm going to change it. I'm going to say Carr gets the better of Hidley. Yeah, I, I have uh, the same thing. I have Carr winning it. Carr and Hidley yeah. second? Yeah. Carr right. and Hidley in the finals. I think Carr finds a way to get his hand raised against, against Hidley. Yeah. Um, he's wrestling really well. I know he, he kind of got crushed by by Deacon, but then so did Hidley. So um, I think Deacon might have separated himself from those two, but I think Carr's second right yeah. now. And who do you think takes third then as kind of a tie break? I'll take um, I'll take Ramani for third. I, I don't hate that. From Pitt. Note that on my handy-dandy piece of paper. 
So that's 57, um, 165. Really the, the biggest guy who's probably taken at the scuffle is Shane Griffith. Um, he, Stanford hasn't wrestled much. They've wrestled at the Roadrunner Open. They had a couple duels here and there. They've only wrestled about 12 total matches that they could have done. But his bonus rate is 66%. He's 12-0. and 0. Um, Really, he has moves like Nolf. He's very smooth. He's He transitions the pins and he gets points. I don't think anyone's stopping him at, at the Southern Scuffle. There's really nobody. Tommy Bullard, Andrew Fogarty, Jake Wenzel, now there's Joe Lee from Penn State. There's rumors that Penn State's sending some of those backup guys. Yeah, there, Joe Lee could could be someone who disrupts the party. But I don't even know if Joe Lee's on on Griffith's level. No, that, that's. I think it'll be opposite. I'll I'll think that Kale will want to see where they match up. Yeah, you know, so he'll use some power maybe to persuade Joe Lee to be on the bottom half of the bracket there. Um, you're also going to have Travis Whitlake and Evan Gerald there. Evan Gerald has been up and down this year. Um, Kennedy Monday for North Carolina is going to be at the army duels kind of a risky pick. Cause I mean, you're going against um, army. He already lost in Midlands so yeah. far. So I think he kind of comes with the territory. He's, he's a home run hitter or, or bust kind of guy. Um, I'll let you pick first who you think. I'm, I'm taking Griffith. Griffith? Yeah. I think that's both of us. I, it's not that really that deep of a weight. I think he's – maybe Bullard is the second best guy. Maybe Bullard gets Griffith, but I, I think Griffith is on a different level right now. Does that mean you think Bullard meets him in the finals? Yeah, I'll take I'll take Bullard in the finals okay. with him. And you know what? I'm going to go with Joe Lee. Oh, Penn State. If he's there. If not, then I just wasted a pick. <laughs> but uh, 174, again, I mean, with – the scuffle being the only thing there, there's some weights that are really deep, like in 184 that we'll get to. And then there's some that are really shallow yeah. and 74 is kind of shallow when it comes to upper echelon guys who are probably taken. Neil Richards isn't the best guy at 174. I don't even think he's maybe the 12th best guy, but when it comes to fantasy, he puts up points Yeah, and he's probably taken in your league, but he's going to be at the Southern scuffle other than, than him at the Southern Scuffle, you have guys like, uh, let me see here. At 74, you have Joe Grello from Rutgers. Um, one, another Penn State guy who might be there is Carter Storacci. I yeah. think he is going to be there. He's head and shoulders above, I think, anyone who's at the 74 weight class. Um, but I don't think he's really taken, so I would recommend getting him. I – I'm going to skip the line and I'm going to say that Carter Sirachi wins this weight. Um, Cause I don't think there's anyone else here that really can. I mean, Michael O'Malley from Drexel, Jared Segrist. Yeah. I, I don't think I'll take, um, I'll take Marcus Coleman to win this weight. Marcus Coleman. Yeah. From Iowa state. I have to add him in. I really didn't have him in there. I mean, he's, he's good. He's been up and down. He's five and four, you know. Um, yeah. But with a weight like this, I mean, he, he beat Devin Skaska at Cliff Keen. He lost a, a, a pretty bad one to Hayden Hastings. Yeah, this is only a really bad loss of the year. The rest of his losses are to top five guys. Yeah, so. and 
So he he definitely can go toe to toe with them. It's, it's just I don't not hate that deep I, of a weight. Right. I don't hate that pick. I that's a, a good pick. And who do you think is on on the opposite side? Um, I'll take Starachi if he's there. Yeah. I mean, there's there's just really nobody there that really. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Bullard. Me. But he's kind of hit or miss too. Yeah. You know, I'll I'll say Daniel Bullard meets him on the other side. Um, but yeah, this this way. And I mean, Edinburgh and Buffalo are, are in a, like a try me, but one of those teams is Gannon College or University. Yeah. D2, uh, non D1, definitely. So that match isn't going to really count for you in, in Russell Stat Leagues. Um, so I, I mean, they're going against Buffalo. I like Jacob Oliver. Yeah. Me from, too. from Edinburgh against Buffalo. But other than that, if Hayden Hastings is back, he's going to be at our, the Army Duels. He's with Wyoming. I know he's not wrestling in the South Beach duel, so that's minus two matches right there. Right. So who knows with that. But 74, kind of a shallow weight, a lot of question marks for Southern Scuffle. Um, Going to 84, this one is pretty deep if we're looking at it. Goodness. Trent Hidley is going to be your top seed. I'm going to say Lou Dupre is probably your second seed. Yeah, With Bonacorsi being the third seed. I think those are, are pretty solid. Yeah, Colbray may be in there too with a three seed, but yeah, that, that's a possibility. But I think, I mean, it depends on how the seeding committee looks at a Nelson's Brands loss compared to um, uh, eighty four. Who is it? Andrew Morgan from Campbell. Yeah, because I, I think uh, did Bonacorsi get majored by? I can't remember the major or not, but it was pretty pretty good. Yeah, so I mean, I think. I think Hidley has a, a very easy path to the finals here. I don't think there's really anybody who – no, he lost by decision. Yeah. Andrew Morgan beat Bonacorsi. And that's um, his own, Bonacorsi's only loss yeah. on the year. And that was at home too, I think, yeah. for Bonacorsi. That, that was just – you know, everybody has those bad matches. But um, if you're looking for deep guys, deep dives, Alan Clothier from Appalachian State is going to be at the scuffle. Anthony Montalvo. He's yeah. good from o- Oklahoma State. He's going to be there, and even George Walton from uh, from Ryder. Ryder. Yeah, he is probably a guy you're going. Who I have not heard of him, but he's actually wrestled in uh, 14 matches so far. He's 11 and three. He lost in sudden victory to Trevor Allard from Bloomsburg, who's having a good year. He's beaten Britt Wilson. Um, he's beaten Eli Grape from from Lehigh. I don't know. I that's kind of again. That's a deep dive guy. If, yeah. if you're looking for somebody Go just for to stick Mary. in, he's a guy who could probably place. Yeah. Um, but it's a long shot. Yeah. I so I think I think Trent Hidley wins this weight again, uh, or not again, but I think he he's I think he's going to face Lou Dupre in the finals, and I think he beats Lou Dupre. Unfortunately, because I like Lou Dupre. Yeah, I have the same. I have Trent beating. Blue in the finals. Then do we both have Bonacorsi taking third yeah. at that point? So we'll say this one's a wash because yeah. <laughs> I'm not going with who's going to be in the Conti finals yeah. or whatever. Um, 97, Dakota Gear and Nathan Traxler are going to headline the Southern Scuffle. Yeah. They're going to be 1-2 in whichever order, probably Dakota Gear. Yeah. One. Um, you have potentially Michael Beard yeah, another, being there. Another Penn State redshirt. As we had talked before, I, I don't think Beard is coming out of redshirt. I think they're going to save his redshirt. So th- 
next best quality competition is going to be Southern Scuffle. Penn State usually sends somebody yeah. to be there. So um, I think Beard will be there. Nick Renan coming back. Yeah. He's only had one match against Appalachian State. He didn't look pretty, but he got he grinded out the win. Um, so he'll probably be there. Ethan Laird, who's always tough. Noah Adams, who's undefeated right now. He's got 12 wins and a pretty high bonus rate to boot. He'll be at the scuffle. So it's it's pretty top-heavy when it comes to yeah. Dakota Gear and Nathan Traxler and then everybody else. But Nick Renan probably is available because people thought he was injured. Michael Beard's probably available because he's a red shirt. Noah Adams is definitely available because yeah. I don't think anybody has really anybody from West Virginia anyone from West Virginia <laughs> on there. And then you're you're looking at people like Jacob Seeley, who's good but he's unreliable. Jordan Pagano, who's good but he's unreliable. Yeah, I mean it's it, iffy. It's Sketchy. iffy. So I think I'm going to say Dakota Gear wins this. Yeah, and I'm going to say he sees Michael Beard. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm going with Penn State makes noise at this. With their red shirts, yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Nick Reed in to win this week. To win it, yeah. I, I like that. If he's healthy, if he's back, if he's practicing full, he's really tough. And do you think he sees Nathan Jackson or Dakota Gear? I think he'll see Gear. Gear. If they're on the other sides of the bracket, which I believe they will be. They probably will be. I, I, it really depends again how they're going to seed it. And yeah. Everything, but um, yeah, 97. Not a lot of options. You know, Tanner Sloan has the two more matches at South Beach Duels. Yeah, ben Starman, Jim Woodley has a duel against Ohio, which should be winnable for him. I think so, definitely. Even though Woodley is kind of hit or miss, too, I think he's definitely a step yeah. above the Ohio guy. Um, so 285 then, just rounding out our, our Week 10 outlook. Uh, Demetrius Thomas is going to be there, and then it's – a drop yeah, off. it's They're, a huge drop off at heavy. The next, the next couple guys that you see there is Kerry Miller, who's good. Who's having a good year for Appalachian State. I mean, he's what thirteen and one. Yeah, thirteen and one on the season. He's got fifty percent bonus rate. He's beaten some good guys: Ryan Cloud, Quinn, uh, Quinn Miller, Vincenzo Paluzzi, who I, I don't think gets enough credit. He's five hundred on the season, and I think he just lost to Hano, but he he brought it to Hano at Midlands. Yeah. Um, Andrew Gunning from North Carolina, he's he's beaten. I mean, he puts up bonus too, and that's yeah. Any any type of bonus, any type of heavyweight that puts up bonus, you're good in my book. But um, Brandon Metz entered the rankings for Intermat. I know that uh, from North Dakota State, he's good. He's a deep dive kind of guy. Kristen Colucci, Gannon Gremmel. I mean, yeah. that, those aren't sexy names that you really want to put onto your roster, but. Yeah, Demetrius Thomas. I think we're both in agreement. Yeah, absolutely. Guessing, yeah. And then who do you think he sees on the opposite uh, side? I'll take I'll take Gremmel from Iowa Gremmel? State to be in the finals. That's how weak this weight really yeah, is. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, I want to say Kerry Miller, but I'm I think I'm going to go Brandon Metz. Oh, okay. From North Dakota State. Yeah. I mean, he is a monster. He he's is. a giant, and he's He's good. I like um, some other guys that you can look for. Gable Stevenson's going to have his other two matches against Duke and Cornell from South Beach yeah. duels. Jordan Wood has two du- dual meets against Duke and Missouri. Mason Parrish has got a duel against Oregon State. They, that should be six. Desi's no longer there. Right. Even if Desi was there, I think he beat him last year. Yeah, yeah. I still take. <laughs> I think that was like his first match back or something. Um, and Stencil uh, is going to be against Virginia Tech and Northern Illinois. 
Forced is good for Virginia Tech, but I don't think he yeah, he's going to be able to compete yeah, with Stencil. Yeah, and Stencil pins. So you're always looking for good bonus points there. Um, so, I mean, all in all, Week 10, it's a little rush because obviously you have tonight to set your lineups, tonight the 29th, Sunday the 29th of December. Um, you do have Scuffle that comes up in a few days, so hopefully you listen to this. You make some decisions. If you have any questions, you can always message us. Uh, you can email us or even uh, write a comment on the blog, fantasyd1wrestling.blogspot.com. You can follow me on my Twitter handles uh, at fantasyd1russell with no E uh, or gene underscore parmesan13. Um, Todd, you got anything else before we, we wrap this up? This no, one, happy new year, everybody. Yeah. Happy new year. Um, we ended this one pretty quick. We're under the hour yeah, mark. I think amazing. We'll never do it again. No, I've never done it again. <laughs> never, but we'll be back, uh, next week to preview, uh, week 11, uh, maybe a little bit more of a break, but, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and we appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.